Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. This episode is called Finding Sarah Good, and it's a repeat. It's one that we actually recorded a long, long time ago and never posted because we didn't know what we were doing. We still don't, but... But we really didn't know then. Yeah, we really didn't know. This episode aired on March 10th, 2017, season 25, episode 22, hosted by Andrea Canning. I'm so happy. I was having such canning withdrawals. But is it, does it count? Because it is a repeat. So it doesn't really count. It's not a new episode from Andrea. But I didn't remember what she was wearing in this episode. So it was like it was all new. Because I got to see, we will be discussing. Yeah. All of the Cantastics on Twitter, I think we're really happy to see Andrea again. Uh, This episode is about a girl named Sarah Good, as is in the title. I mean, it's a really specific title, Finding Sarah Good. It can apply to no one else. But they did a good job with it because that was the big hashtag, right? Yes, Find you're right. Find Sarah Good. You're so right. they really did pull from the episode. They didn't pull random word, which could have been, I don't know. Betrayal. Humor. Yeah. Suspicion. Any word. Single word. Sarah Good is the victim of, is our victim of the week. She is from a huge Long Island family. There were nine kids in the family. Sarah is 21 years old. She's the baby of the family. She has a bunch of older sisters with crazy thick Long Island accents. But this thing yes. that they did, they barely opened their mouths when they talked. It was kind of mumbly. It was like, a mother has six kids. That's a lot of kids. But they're barely opening their mouths when they're talking. Do you oh. know what I'm saying? Yeah, now that you're mentioning it, I did notice that. But that's that's probably just a facial thing. That's not a Long Island thing. I think I Long Islanders. I don't know. They all, they all did it. It was all of them. And I'm practicing but- right now. I really like doing it. It's really good. I mean, it sounds good to me right now, but then when we do accents on our podcast and I have to go back and edit them, I'm horrified. And I'm how not bad we are? You. We think we're really good in the moment. <laughs> and then when I go back and listen to it, I turn red. I get really <laughs> embarrassed. And I realize that I kind of have to leave it in, but I, I cut parts of it because it's. You sound good to me right now, and hopefully it sounds good. And if it sounds good, I'm leaving it in. Well, but, is oh. it like my Cartman? Who I thought was so good for years, and you guys would just like cry laughing at me because it was because so it's bad. So bad. But I think it I, sounds spot in my head. It sounds exactly like Cartman. It couldn't sound further from Cartman. It sounds like a version of Gilbert Godfrey trying to do a Donald Trump impression. That's oh my what your God. Cartman. That's what your Cartman sounds like. I'm I'm being brutally honest with you because I don't want you to embarrass yourself at parties. And oh I my feel God. like it's my job as your best friend to say, maybe not. Maybe wow. we, Maybe tell a different story. Do a different impression. Maybe do your Long Island impression because it's very good to me. Wow. I like it. Anyways, okay. So we meet this brother-in-law of Sarah. He's married to one of the sisters, Nick. Nick is the star of the episode, basically. He's a large guido man with earrings and he he thought of himself as sarah's chief protector he had known her since she was a little girl he even liked to paint her fingernails which is weird and i don't think it was weird it's really sweet the way they describe it well he says they all like to paint each other's nails and then he says me owning a hardware store business hardware floor business so so what did i say you said hardware Oh, hardwood floor business. 
Yeah. Um, I guess those skills translate. He explains it. He said he's very particular. He's, he wants everything to be just a certain way. It's He likes the little details that you get when you're painting nails. It's the same thing with laying flooring, apparently. I don't know. He didn't need a reason. It's sweet. I thought it was a little too intimate. Whatever. I think it's adorable. And if my big Guido uncle had wanted to paint my nails when I was a little girl, I would have said, sure, Uncle Nick. So Sarah gets pregnant at 17. She has a little girl, Jocelyn, and she's apparently a great mom. And she has the whole family supporting her and helping her take care of the little girl. So on the last night of Sarah's life where she disappears she goes out to this party she had recently broken up with a boyfriend and goes out with some friends she drops her little girl off at brother-in-law nick's house because apparently he's a babysitter too and she begged him to paint her nails and he was kind of busy and didn't want to he did paint her nails and i'm so glad he painted her nails because if he had not and she died he would have killed himself So he did paint her nails, which was very sweet. They also said, I do want to make a quick comment. They did say this was a big deal, her going out that night. They made a big, big deal of it because apparently she never went out. She was able to, even with this little girl, I guess, finish some sort of AA program or something because she was a medical technician. Is that what she was? It was something in like a medical transfer. AA, like Alcoholics Anonymous? No, like associate's degree. Ah, yeah, that- like where you, you don't get a BA, you get an AA. So mm. it's like a, tra- a training program. Okay. Where, where you train to be, if that's where you go to be a court reporter. Ooh. Remember you were asking the other week, you get an AA. Ooh. See, it's like a certification. So anyways, any, everybody they interviewed kept saying that this night out was like her first night out in a while. Right. She, she was not a like, party girl. She yeah. was young, but she was a mom first and foremost. Right. So this was her big night out without her daughter. Yeah. Uh, she goes out and she she doesn't come home the next day. So they go to the cops. The cops find her car abandoned. I think abandoned car is on our bingo, bingo card. So if you have that, mark it down. This is where Sarah's family takes their investigation to the forefront. They basically just want to take over from the cops. The whole family follows the cops to the car and the cops are at the abandoned car and the family's yelling at the car open the trunk open the trunk and the cops are saying we're not doing that till you get out of here go away and the family won't leave so the cops have to threaten to arrest the whole family so instead of leaving the family gets in their cars and just starts circling back around so they can still see what's going on kind of like a motorcycle gang circling their prey yeah (laughs) like a mafia gang but they just want to find their sister Sarah's body, unfortunately, was not in the car. So the family starts a search party. And you know I love a search party. And this is a good one. This is a good one. This had full everything you love. Tents, lots of people. Tents, people dressed like in tennis shoes and hiking gear. Um, A schedule. A schedule. We're meeting at Walgreens at this time. Yeah, I know. It was a full thing. You know what I love. I love a schedule. I love a grid map. I was gonna say a grid search. Yeah. Yep, I love it. I love. I love when they use a protractor and they're like, "We're circling out. This is where the car was found in yep. concentric circles." 
I don't know what my problem is. The weird thing is, is you're not like, you're a very artistic person. So it's very strange that there's this one left brain part of you <laughs> that loves the organize. And you're not also very organized. I'm mean, so, so the, not organized. The, I think you love that these people are organized and it's an under pressure organized situation that you're drawn into. Yes. You have to be organized. Yes. So I love the, the bottles of water that are stacked up perfectly. Oh my God, you're so funny. I love That's- when the people bring fanny packs with sunscreen and bug spray i just (laughs) okay so on this last night sarah had been hanging out with this guy jason who she called her cousin because they grew up together although it's not really her cousin and they met up with this other guy brandon who's a new friend and they went to a party i guess you call it a party it's like a dozen young people hanging out in a front yard we call that a hangout a hangout okay we call that a hangout a hangout I'm saying we as if I'm a young a youngster. <laughs> Did we ever hang out in people's front yards? No, we're in with, LA. Like, there's red no, solo there's no, cups. No one who has a front yard. No Where one has we, a front we can't, yard. We can't go to a front yard. No, you're there's right. There's no front yard to go to. No, you're right. So after this um, hangout, Sarah and the two guys went to Brandon's house to hang out and watch The Hobbit, which is hysterical because these dudes are such wannabe gangster dudes in all their photos. They're smoking with their hats on backwards and their sunglasses. And then they go and they watch The Hobbit and it made me laugh. Well, I mean, my first instinct was when they said they watched The Hobbit, I was like, well, you left out the first part of that sentence, which is get high and watch The Hobbit. Ah, is that a movie that you watch high? I'm sure. It just totally made sense. I was like, oh, they got stoned and decided to watch The Hobbit because you make stupid movie decisions when you're stoned. There you go. And The Hobbit's really like visceral and it's got a lot going Isn't it on. like three hours long? There's th- First of all, there's three Hobbits. So which one? I would assume it was the first one. There's, there's part one, two, and three. Well, this was back in 2000 something. I don't remember. So we didn't, again, we didn't do our research. So we don't know which Hobbit they watched. But I'm assuming it's really long and they finished at 1 a.m. So they feel like they started the movie at like 10 o'clock, which means they left this party slash hangout at 10 a.m., 10 p.m., which seems really early. I was just very confused. But Mm. I don't, whatever. So around 1 a.m., maybe they didn't finish the movie. Sarah drove Jason home. And then she went home. That's what her cell phone says. In the past few days, she had been tweeting really weird things. Like, so you know I live on a dead end. I see you creeping. And it's awesome because we get to hear Andrea say creeping multiple times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She also s- tweeted, getting threatened for days now. We're very strange. So something was going on with Sarah. Nick, the brother-in-law, he gathers up his roided out ronnie from jersey shore friends and they go investigating and asking questions all over town they're like throwing people up against their cars which is terrifying yes oh totally there's like five of them and each one's bigger than the next one so social media also is playing a part there's the hashtag find sarah good people are all over twitter saying they miss her the gossip mill in the town that which is also a small town gossip mill is on our bingo cards. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. The gossip mill is buzzing about Sarah's ex-boyfriend. They, his name's DJ. He's kind of a ginger, and I love gingers. Uh, DJ was giving me bad vibes. Well, no, not DJ specifically, just a ginger. I don't like the name DJ because I feel like he wanted to be a DJ also. It's assumed. 
Yeah. So he and Sarah have been going out for two years, and they had just broken up ten days before she went missing. And then there's this weird backstory where Sarah had posted this mean Facebook message, and DJ had called Sarah and said, take it down, and been really mean about it. And then DJ's mom had called and threatened to kill Sarah. What? Is that what you do in Jersey? That's crazy. So... Sarah called 911 on the mom. They think that's what the whole I've been threatened tweet was about, was about DJ's mom. Meanwhile, the family and Nick are still investigating all over town, threatening people, basically. And the police seem to hate them for it, I think. Yeah. Nick thinks he's a bounty hunter. He thinks he's Dog the Bounty Hunter. He tells the cops, if you find out who did it, I'll bring him in. Maybe alive, maybe not alive. He's not making any promises. He cannot be tamed. So the family is just all in this together. It's actually very sweet. They all sleep at the mom's house every single night, a giant sleepover. And then if they hear helicopters outside, they all get out of bed and they follow the helicopter in the middle of the night. It's pretty sweet. And they're searching in the rain, and it's hot, and they're tick-infested woods, and three of the sisters are pregnant. That's crazy. so hardcore, but also kind of hysterical to me that three of the sisters are pregnant at the same time. Well, there's nine of them. I mean, what are the chances? The chances are high. Seven girls. Yeah, that's still, I guess... But God, what are. a fun family. Think about it. All those kids have cousins that are their exact same age. You have built-in best yes. friends growing up. I'm, yes. I'm very, I'm highly envious of it's this It's just a large Italian family. It is yeah, I so can't hide it. foreign to me, but I, I think bet it their, I bet fun. their Christmases are amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I want to hang out with them. Thanksgiving and Christmases are so fun. I would like to be invited. Yes. It sounds really fun. The <laughs> second suspect is Brandon, who is skinny and pale, and he's one of the guys who watched The Hobbit with her. He had tried to be helpful. He talked to the police. He joined the search party. But when he goes to the search party, Sarah's family totally threatens him and throws him up against a car. Andrea's listening to this story and she says wow and i kind of feel like she feels sorry for him he's really scrawny kind of and he said he was traumatized i would be but he seemed fairly genuine to me i have to say brandon was fairly well spoken in his dateline interview he he knew what he was doing he was clear he was a kid but he was still clear okay yes he looks kind of like a douchebag but when he was talking i felt like he was genuinely concerned for sarah genuinely Mm -hmm. scared of the family but genuinely wanted to help the police Absolutely. The third suspect is Jason. He's the guy who Sarah calls her cousin. He has facial hair only on the lower part of his chin and under his chin. (laughs) Like he is Amish. I don't understand. He's immediately suspicious. So suspicious. The cops call him in and it turns out he has a harassment charge against him so they can hold him in jail. And he says the cops terrorized him. He says the cops spat at him, choked him. And Andrea says, wow, again. But this second wow read very differently to me. It read like, I don't believe a word you're saying. And why is your facial hair like that? And why are you cursing so much in this Dateline interview (laughs) that you know we're going to have to bleep every other word? There was a string for like about 30 seconds. And he went into great detail about how they called him little bleep and... And it was bleep and bleep. The whole thing. Dude, pull it together. You know Who we can't your mother? keep that in. It's NBC. Who's your mother? <laughs> what? Seriously, he should be grounded. That kid. 
So the, my favorite part is when he says the cops were, uh, quote, ripping my mind apart <laughs> by their questioning. That, was your, that couldn't have been your favorite quote. What By him. Oh, no. No, it gets worse. You're right. You're right. Then the best part, I I think oh. this is what you're referring to. Yeah, it He is, says sure. he was crying himself to sleep in jail. And uh-huh. Andrea says, you were really crying? And he says, yeah, I was really crying on a roll of toilet paper as a pillow. What? I was so angry at him. I, I had to turn it off. I turned away. I had to go to Facebook for a second. I had to clear my mind after that comment. First of all, they show the cell, which has a pillow in it. Of course so, it does. Yeah, they give no you a pillow. Way... It's not a big, good, great it's pillow. A, it's not in the hole at Alcatraz. They're not <laughs> four walls and a hole to pee in. He made it sound like, and I don't know where he came up with that roll of toilet paper, but you know he used that all over town to try to get sympathy. And I was and just, get laid. Jason, you need to. You got some growing up to do, kid. You got you got some serious growing up. Excuse to do. me, his name is not Jason. It's Chinstrap. That is what we call yeah. him. Which he needs to pull himself up by his chin strap. Yeah, it's Jeez. a double. It's a double entendre. It is a double entendre. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. Press on. So then we meet. Well, we've already met, but she becomes more important. Is Sarah's best gal pal, Alora, and she does some investigating. She goes on to Sarah's phone records, and this leads to Dante. And he is suspect number four. He was at the party that night. He's black and he has like gorgeous, those light, light eyes. Yeah, green eyes. He looks kind of like a model to me in this picture. He looks like that felon who was so gorgeous, you know, that he became a runaway model. The hot felon that everybody was doing and eyeing about, yeah. So Dante is the neighbor of Alora's boyfriend. And this is when we meet our gal pal, Delia. Delia is Alora's boyfriend's mother and lives down the street from Dante. Now, Delia, in my memory of this episode, was very much like Cheryl from the Halloween party, who was that kind of nosy neighbor, but she loved Keith. She was so excited to be on Dateline. And Kat Can Be from Twitter wanted to play Bunko with her and go to Kohl's with her and use their Kohl's cash. Yes. But this Delia, as I watched it, this episode the second time, she wasn't quite as likable to me as Cheryl. I wanted to love Delia, but I don't quite love Delia. First of all, we reference Delia in several other yes. episodes. We talk about the neighbor from, and it's actually this episode that we're talking about. And because Delia, I think, in our heads became something bigger. Yes, 100%. Delia was fun and exciting and had had this big month of investigative work that she yes. had done all Be- oh, on Oh, Delia's own. big day. Yes. Yeah. This Delia's, was Delia- Be- Delia's big adventure. Yes. That was your, yeah, De- that was Delia's- your alternative title in the first go around. But yeah, after watching this, is she really just a nosy neighbor and we just got really excited about her? Is I think just- so. Did you feel the same know. way? I was expecting more. Yes. But I'm still on Delia's side because I yes. do think that Delia did help. But I do think Delia was probably driving the cops crazy. Yes. I- as you'll get to. So she's basically spying on Dante. Delia is very excited to be on Dateline like Cheryl. She, she is, is thrilled to be with Andrea and she gets to point at Dante's house with Andrea. They both kind of mm-hmm. do some pointing. She is all in on being an investigator and she starts to watch Dante all the time. Like I'm picturing giant binoculars or a long range telescope. 
on two different occasions, she sees Dante cleaning out his car, which seems very suspicious to her. And so then Delia, who clearly doesn't have a lot going on in her life, but that's okay because she's a private detective now. She starts following Dante around all over town. And she kind of starts using cop lingo. Like, I was tailing the vehicle. (laughs) She does. And on one occasion, he went to an auto parts store. No one says that on one occasion. You're doing cop lingo. Cop talk. Yeah. So she follows him to an auto parts store and a hero shop. So Nick finds out about Dante being suspicious and he starts following Dante. So now everyone on Long Island is just on Dante's ass all the time. And I don't know how Dante is not aware of this, that he's being followed by two different people now. So... One day, Nick goes full-on psycho on him, goes up to Dante in his car. He's screaming at him. And then he calls the cops to say, I'm screaming at him. And then the whole family shows up, and they're all screaming at him. And I'm picturing, like, The Walking Dead. You know when they're in a car, they're driving through a herd of zombies, and the zombies are shaking the car and banging on the windows, and they have to drive really slow because they're climbing on the car. So (laughs) Sarah's family has gone full mafia, basically. Dante gives his DNA and his prints, and they noted that he hadn't helped search, but he had tweeted, hashtag find Sarah good, With three exclamation points. I find that odd because that seems just kind of obligatory. Three exclamation points and then sent it. So you're judging him. I am. That's not enough. The hashtag is just an asterisk at the end of your tweet. It should not be the whole tweet. Understood. Okay. So Nick goes to church and he prays that... God will help them find Sarah. And after that, he goes and joins a search party and they find her body. It's only been six days since she went missing, which I was just shocked by. I felt like we had spent years with these people. I know. I felt like it had been a month at least. Oh, yeah. So then this is where Andrea Canning really does her precious moments of the episode. She kind of is trying to get Nick to cry. She's saying things like, you were her protector, and then pauses to see if he'll cry. And then she says, you were the last family member to say goodbye to her. And he's kind of starting to cry. And then she says, you helped her get ready on that last night. We get it, Andrea. We get it, Andrea. She's totally pushing him. And then he fully starts to cry. And she tries to comfort him and says, oh, it's okay. You couldn't have known what was going to happen. But she's the one who got him to cry. Yes. So Sarah Uh was stabbed more than 40 times. She was raped. Leaves and twigs were stuffed in between her legs It's just, it's horrific and overkill. They think the assault started in her car. There is blood in her car and a chunk of her hair. Then we meet this fingerprint expert. She looks like a model in her CSI jumpsuit, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, She's in the full CSI jumpsuit. And we spent, I felt like way too much time with her talking about her process and how she meets the bad guys and she can't tell if they're bad guys and how Dante was polite to her when she was doing the handprints. So the handprints are able to help them clear the ex-boyfriend, douchebag chinstrap Jason, and Brandon. But they're still on to Dante. And so, but wait, when do we find out that the handprint is important? Their handprint 
they found on the car. Right, but I feel like my big frustration with the episode is that we find out that there was a handprint on the car at 40 minutes into this episode. Well, they had kept asking all of the suspects for their handprint. Right, and but we don't know why. And they wouldn't say why because they were trying to make it dramatic. And yeah. then they go, and that's why we were asking for the handprint. Also, I have issue with the fact that all what you just described, what the interior of the car was like with the blood and hair and everything else. The Did the family know about that? Did no. they say that in the episode? that the Because that's why the cops were obviously trying to keep them away from the car. Yes. But I feel like if you're trying to find someone, are they trying to find her alive or are they trying to find her body? The cops, I think, were trying to find her body. The but did family, they tell the family? No, I think that they were scared of the family. And I would be too. I mean, yeah, I there's like too. 25 of them. And they're a roving herd of Italian. Yeah, it's like a Jersey army. Yeah, A Jersey army. The cops mm-hmm. were terrified of the family. And they did not want them to go nuts on anyone else on the town or on them. I could see the family attacking the cops. <laughs> That's not out of my oh, yeah. realm of possibility. No, it's not. It's That's how passionate not. this family was. Oh, yeah. I get I get it. Okay, so keep going. So the, the cops are still looking at Dante. And guess who else is looking at Dante? Delia and her binoculars. And her high-powered binoculars. She really has binoculars. We were totally kidding before, but there's B-roll of her and what Andrea calls high-powered binoculars. Now... Wow. If I was Jerry Seinfeld, I would say, what's the deal with high-powered binoculars? Aren't all binoculars high-powered? Who's buying low-powered binoculars? (laughs) I'd be okay just to see fuzzy images. I don't need to see it it, clearly. I only need to see across my apartment. I just need to see my TV. So low-powered is fine for me. I would like SD. I would like standard depth (laughs) binoculars. Thank you. Perfect. These will do just nicely. Delia is watching. Okay, this I remember from last time how much this bothered you. Delia is watching Dante seemingly hiding his car in plain sight by putting garbage pails behind it. And I remember you said, maybe he's just taking out the trash. Maybe Maybe he's literally moving the garbage closer to the street. Yes. So that they can pick them up. Because who thinks you can hide a car? How big are these garbage pails? How would you hide your car? It it doesn't make any sense. No, it does not. But nice try, Delia. So Dante was with his friends who are Jason and Brandon. And Jason and Brandon say that Dante was a total ladies man. But then he went off to the military and he dropped out of the military. And when he came back, he seemed really off. He would just stand there and stare at you. And it's super creepy. And Andrea is like, why do you keep hanging out with him? Then Dante went even further and he got into a fight with a guy at a barbecue and he pulled a gun out. Jason Chinstrap is recalling the event. He said, I was on the roof and I'm like staying there. I don't like guns. (laughs) He's like so scared. It's so funny to me that he's hanging out on the roof at this party. Of course he is. At this barbecue because he's like, I'm cool. I'm on the roof. Yeah, I'm a weirdo. No, you're not. And then the guns came out. He's like, I don't like guns, man. I don't don't like guns i'm staying up here on the roof i don't care that my friends might be in danger <laughs> i'm still gonna stay away from that gun because my precious body might get injured oh jason well i would hide too if there was a gun but i wouldn't be on the roof in the first place if i was down on the ground 
Oh no! Near then the I gun? would. Because Brandon tackles him and is like, "Put that away." So Brandon's like, "Brandon the hero. is a hero, right?" And and Chase is like, "I'm staying away," even though his buddy Brandon is like, "Absolutely not, dude! Put the gun away." Especially if one of your friends starts the tackling, then you join in and right. you've, uh, you 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 have be the cover. Off the roof. You yeah. jump in there in the fray, right? But Jason, absolutely no. Just hang out on the roof, buddy. So Sarah's cell phone records show that after she got home at 1 a.m., she was talking to someone back and forth, and that person's cell phone slowly came to her cell phone until the cell phones met each other. And that person was Dante. Dun, dun, dun. So Dante had, of course, said earlier to the cops that he had never spoken to Sarah that night, which was a total lie because they had spoken a million times and had clearly met up. Then they're able to match his handprint to the bloody print on the car, which is great, except there's a legality issue with the handprint because they got it from him the day they pulled him in when he was being attacked by Sarah's entire family. And in all the chaos, they never read him his rights. So they can't use that handprint and he's out free. So this is where we got my (sighs) OMG moment. Delia was helpful. You Mm -hmm. kind of think she's a nosy Nelly, but she actually does something good. She sees Dante crouching down in the car and thought it seemed suspicious. She tells the police and they figured out he had a one-way ticket to Florida and is totally fleeing the town. Now, unfortunately, they still don't have enough to hold him, so he does get to Florida. But at least they know where he is now. Go Delia. Go Delia. Although I feel like they could have just checked flight records maybe and figured out that he went to Florida. But whatever, I'm still going to give Delia props. Yeah, give Delia some credit. She needs some cred. The police find out there's another victim. Chinstrap Jason tells them that there was a girl two years ago who said that Dante attacked her, put a knife to her throat, and tried to rape her. And she was too scared to report it. So here is why Jason is a dirtbag. He knew that his cousin Sarah was hanging out with this guy Dante at this party and never tells her, hey, that dude's a rapist. Maybe don't hang out with him. Yeah. And then Jason himself continues to pal around with this guy. Because he's cool. He wants to be cool. And Dante's cool. And a ladies man. So he's willing to hang out with the rapist. Come on. Come on, Jason. I hate hate Jason. Yeah. But so this poor girl that was attacked by Dante was always too scared of Dante to report it. But now because of Sarah, she finds the strength to report it, which is great. So now they're able to arrest him on the rape charge and get a fresh set of handprints so they can match it and all be legal. Nick finds out and, of course, wants to kill Dante. He -hmm. wants to try him in the court of Nick. That's great. We go to trial, and of course the family goes overboard again. They're too rowdy. They keep getting in trouble for being too rowdy in court. They have signs all over town and on people's cars that are like, justice for Sarah. And the judge is like, you can't do that. You're tainting the jury pool. So they're like, okay, sorry. And they have to be specifically warned multiple times to sit quietly in the courtroom and not to physically attack anyone. And don't shout out. You. I feel like every time anyone said anything, like a lawyer makes it, they'd be like, oh, yeah. They do. <laughs> and there's like 150 of them. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like they really have to, they need a wrangler to shush them so that they have to behave themselves. The cell phone records 
that are brought into the court show that Dante had driven by Sarah's house several times after the crime, kind of checking out the progress and what was happening. Now, lest you think that this is Delia dropping the ball on her tailing of him, this was right after she went missing and this was before Delia got on the case. <laughs> so don't think that Delia no. dropped the ball. At she, no point did Delia do any ball dropping. No. This Delia was, before, was eye in the sky. Yes. The semen in Sarah matches Dante. The blood stain in Dante's car. There's a blood stain in Dante's car that belongs to Sarah. And the prosecutor says one blood stain from a dead girl is one too many. Which is a great yeah, line. Yeah, I liked that one. That was a good line. Um. Yeah. Now is when you get to mark your bingo cards for scummy defense attorneys because holy crap, they are just slimy. And they say that the sex was consensual and the bruises inside her thighs were just from consensual sex. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. The defense guy says the evidence is questionable, to which I yelled out at my TV, I think your morals are questionable. (laughs) then he goes on this very strange tangent accusing the cops i guess of photoshopping evidence and andrea is just not buying it none of it she She, is amazing at this point andrea just can't even with him and then he says what none of your viewers have photoshop why is he talking about us i was insulted why is he insulting me right now i mean we didn't photoshop no one photoshopped evidence but then she says so you're saying they photoshopped evidence and he says well i'm not saying they did or they didn't yes you are that's exactly what you're that's what you're saying that whole exchange was i wrote it down i was really really angry about it because she like basically gets into a semantics war with this crummy defense attorney yes and andrea is getting mad i wanted to see andrea get a little flushed you could see that there was tension yes Mm -hmm. no she has no she just does not have time for this guy so dante is found guilty he gets life in prison this is when nick envisions little angel sarah on his shoulder and angel sarah says i'm glad we got this piece of shit which is hilarious. Because Angel Sarah has a potty mouth. Angel Sarah is pissed off. <laughs> That's what he envisioned she was saying. We got this piece of shit, Uncle yeah. Nick. So Dante, um, the judge, drops the mic. He says something like, you can make chalk marks on the wall in your cell, but it won't mean nothing because you will never get out. It was good. It was, it was like really good. I feel like he had seen a Martin Scorsese movie that earlier like, that day. Yeah, like the night before. Yeah, and he was he was like, I'm gonna use that. But then we get an update, which I don't remember if we knew last time. No, I think this is new. I think it was new. I w- I was really surprised. Dante is found dead in jail, and they don't know if he killed himself or if he was attacked. They won't say anything. Yeah. More info to come. We hope. Well, I looked. I looked hard. They they haven't released it. Yeah. Nobody knows. So that's basically finding Sarah good with a shocker ending. Yeah. Anything you wanted to add? Well, yeah, I have a few things that I noticed. So first of all, Sarah's car is a big deal that they find the car abandoned, but the actual she had a BMW and it was a big deal. 
Right. That, that was a huge thing that Nick had gone with her. Uncle Nick had gone with her to get this BMW. That's all she wanted was a Beamer, right? Right. That I found was a little bit sad, like the sad irony that she was killed in her car is mm, very yeah. upsetting because she loved that car. But they said that when the car was found, the plates were bent and they show in the pictures that somebody had bent the plates up. They hadn't taken off the plates. They just bent them so you couldn't read them right away. Huh. And I was thinking, what does that save? Like 30 seconds yeah. of time just when they're not going to find you? Maybe huh. he didn't have a screwdriver, but he had a blunt instrument. Well, there was a blunt instrument. She was hit with a metal object. Ah. That's something they didn't go into. Um, also, did you notice that she had 16 of those little air freshener trees hanging from her mirror? No. It looked like about 10. And they were all the colors of the rainbow. And I wondered if that was a cool thing for a while. I'd never uh, heard of that. Interesting. But it, it was. And first of all, what must have that car smelled like? No, that's because those too much. Are strong. That is right? like the when you fill up way too many Slurpees and you try and mix all the flavors of Slurpees. Oh, it, yeah. It does not. It, it mixed well. well it, no, it just tastes like grape. They're all going to taste like grape. You're going to get one flavor in there that's just going to overpower everything. And it's going to yes. taste like watered down grape. Yes. But so the, um, interesting. They were all in a rainbow. And I was like, that's cute. But I wonder if that was a cool thing. Were they I the trees? Know. Yeah, it was all the trees. But oh, they were every different color of the trees. Because I just splurged and got myself a Yankee Candle one because mm. it was on sale for $3. And it felt like a big splurge to me. It is. $3 is a lot to spend on an air freshener. Yeah, it felt really big but my but car the, really but the yankee it. candle one smells so good oh i'm excited to try it there oh my you're gonna be really excited um and then a few other things something else i noticed was when they were showing the facebook messages of the i see you creeping uh-huh. all that stuff uh-huh i was reading the other facebook things the other posts that she had and there was a lot about her trying to cover a tattoo Yes, I saw that. Did you see it? Okay, yeah. I was totally trying to figure out. Maybe she had gotten a tattoo that had to do with DJ or Mm. something. But I think she had it covered because they said in an article that I found that her distinguishing marks were a flower tattoo on her foot. But that was the only tattoo she had. And I was like, well, I wonder what was there before the flower. Or maybe she was trying to cover the flower. Was it specifically her tattoo they were trying to cover? Yeah, it was hers. She's like, can't wait to get rid of this crappy tattoo. So, or maybe she had a secret one that they didn't talk about. Maybe she had. Like, I would think she would her. get one for her daughter, but she wouldn't want to cover that one up. Yeah. So it must have been DJ. Yeah, it must. have. I don't know. It must have been something. Um, also, did you notice that they kept showing the pictures of the party, right? Yes. So that she's wearing a hoodie. She puts on a hoodie at one point. Yeah. Like a, a bright pink hoodie. But the other girls in the picture are wearing the shortest Sammy from Jersey Shore shorts, <laughs> the shortest little cutoffs and tank tops. And I could not figure out what the weather was. I think I was it like, was a summer night and it starts off. She was wearing that owl tank top. Right. She was wearing shorts, too, wasn't she? Oh, was she? No, she was wearing jeans. Right? Because she's wearing jeans oh, yeah, and a maybe. hoodie in the yeah, picture. You're right. So she's, but she was wearing a tank top. So then you bring a sweat, you have to layer. This is layering weather. So, what are, why are those other girls and like posing really cutely with their cups? Did you see them? Did you yes. see these other girls? Yes. And I was like, I wonder if that's why they left the party early. Those girls do not look fun, no. they look mean. 
They look like mean girls. (laughs) I wanted to know more about them a lot. Um, Well, Sarah was a poser, too. She would pose with a little baby Frappuccino, which I remember the first time I saw this episode. I was so distracted because I wanted it so badly. It was one of those little mini tiny Frappuccinos, and she kept posing with it. Okay, what did you have? Yeah, I did think think we need a new phrase for when Dateline subtly disses the town that the story takes place in. Really? Um, this one was, down from all the mansions, the fancy cars, and the elite is a blue-collar town, the poor man's paradise. And That's I, terrible. I wonder if sometimes the victim's family is watching Dateline and going, F you, Dateline, poor man's paradise? Yeah, nobody wants to live in poor man's paradise. That sounds terrible. Yeah, they do that a lot. They d- they really do like to throw a, a little shade on the town sometimes. And it That's always makes funny. me laugh. I wanted to talk about the reporter who's covering it for the little newspaper there. Uh-huh. At one point she says she knew she had to approach DJ, the ex-boyfriend, but she was cautious because he might be a killer. And I was mm-hmm. kind of torn because I felt like, one, you're a reporter. That's your job. Would that's you, your job. Would you not try to get an interview with O.J. Simpson? Of course you would. Right. And two, he's not going to kill you at the search party with everyone around. So I think yeah. you're safe. But then on the other hand, she worked for the Long Island Gazette or some tiny paper. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah. and I think it's, it's a Long Island Insider or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It's not worth getting killed over. It's not like you got killed reporting for the New York Times or something. So True. probably better that she stays safe, I think. Um, did you have any quotes of the week? Um, toilet paper. A toilet paper. Toilet um, paper, I-, I couldn't, yeah. <laughs> I had when Andrea tried to be a poet, you know, like Mank and Keith. Yes, and she, she said, evil rolled in with the summer tide. Yeah, yeah, it's very sweet. Precious <laughs> moments, I think the family was pretty sweet. There was oh, some- yeah. There were some nice moments with the family, I thought. I thought Nick crying. I thought the big, big Uncle Nick when Andrea is sort of pushing him to cry. It's very genuine. It's the kind of crying you like, by the way. No hyperventilating, no wheezing. It was very clean. Mm -hmm. But almost like he almost asked if they could take a break and was like, no, I can do this. And you felt that. It it was sweet. I liked the family all sleeping together at the house that week. Yeah, like I know. 20 of them just crashing everywhere. And then when helicopters come, they all rush outside. Like I thought that was really touching. I am going to make a request with that when, if I go missing, if something happens, I want you to call that family. Because okay. I don't think my family will be that organized or that involved. <laughs> and okay. I, I would like that family. I will. And I think they probably have dedicated me. themselves to helping other victims of crimes. So, okay. yeah, I need the goods. Okay, good. Yes, we got I'm it. on it. Thank you. Um, and you know, my mom would be in on it. Oh, my God. I'd be happy with your mom, too. If your mom can get in, that's my great. mom is 80 pounds of fire and fury. She, in, oh, she so in is. workout leggings and a hot pink tank top. And she will run the show. She will. She will get T-shirts made. She'll get the whole thing going. Yes. Yeah, that'll be great. Okay. Who's your MVP of the week? Oh, who's your MVP of the week? The family, I think. Delia was our MVP last time. I, I wanted it to be Delia. Maybe Delia's binoculars I liked. I, she was my alternate MVP. Really? I, I don't <laughs> think she was as MVP-ish as she was for me the first time around. But the um, family, 
the families go. I'm going to go out on a limb, though, and say MVP for me might be Prosecutor Albert Steen, mm, the woman, mm-hmm. the, the detective that was interviewed the entire time. I yes. felt like she was really straightforward. She didn't pull any punches. No. She just said things as they were. I liked her. I liked her. I appreciated her honesty. She was, and... she was the opposite of the good family. She was drama-free, emotion-free, no. yeah. stated the facts. But she had a heart, too. I shouldn't she say emotion-free. And she, she said she, she said it was horrific. She yes. said when, when you looked at this girl who should her whole life ahead of her. And yes. then there was this horror. Yes, and I liked just, her a lot. I think she really kept that case moving forward and made sure that they could get Dante. Made yes. sure that they could get him for that handprint. That was good. I liked her. All right, uh, loser. Who you got? Well, Jason Chinstrap. Oh, I yeah, think. for sure. For sure. There's no, there's no question. That no. guy, he is the bar by which the, we complain about sometimes these characters come on and they're just babies. Yes. He's a baby. He's a baby man. He's, He's like Big like, Mike. Yes. He was in jail for like three days and he has to like, he wants to write a book about his experience. Right. Exactly. Except he doesn't know how to read. Oh my God. Jason, good luck. <laughs> good luck, Jason. Good luck, Jason. Get a ghostwriter. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Ooh, I did, by the way, try to find out why Dante was exed out of the Marines. Couldn't find that out. I thought I he dropped really out. They wouldn't comment if it was honorable or dishonorable discharge. Interesting. Yeah. Couldn't well, find I have it. a theory about that I'll talk about in a little bit. Oh, do you? Do Can I give you one piece of outside information that might upset you a little bit? Yes. So the Yelp reviews on Nick's hardwood flooring business. <gasps> okay, I'm just going to say the only reason I saw it is because I, I looked him up because something came up in my Google search. And so it's called Extreme Hardwood Flooring. Which I thought was funny. Extreme. Extreme. Yeah, because he's sort of an extreme bodybuilder. <laughs> but it's a one star. <gasps> the entire thing is one star. Like, I've never even seen a one star business. I don't know how they still have a Yelp review up. You just take it down. Oh, my God. Nick. Nick is, what What you doing, buddy? And I'm just hoping that Do you think he got maybe, a little fame hungry after his Dateline appearance? Maybe this, I don't know. Maybe her death affected him in he, such a profound way that he sort of let his business go. Or maybe possible. he's just kind of a shady businessman. That's possible too. Isn't that crazy? But it reminded me of Joe Giudice or One, Joe, Joe Giudice. Yeah. Yes. Who needs to play him in the Lifetime story. Yes. Because they look alike a little bit. And maybe just because they're big guys, but they had that. Yes. Judice look. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay. Brands that are unhappy appearing on Dateline and are now associated with murder. What you got? There's a really long close-up of Nick's Honda logo on his steering wheel. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yes. I don't know why they always do close-ups of the steering wheel, but I guess... Also, it was about Nick driving the Honda, which was really confused us last time, because you have a hardwood flooring company, you drive a truck. Yes. So why is he in this tiny Honda compact? Um, BMW, I don't know. They they might be happy with it. No, because Nick said if they break down, then they're very expensive to fix. He did. He did say that. they're probably unhappy with that. And then um, The Hobbit, the movie. I mean, this whole town, (laughs) that's all they'll think about when they think of the hobbit 
oh, Sarah died. Like anytime yeah. anyone mentions Martin Freeman in that town, so the, the whole thing's tainted. Joan Rivers Fashion Police. Go for it. I so know what you have. The first thing that strikes me is this old photo of Nick where he has a gigantic chain with a cross around his neck. Absolutely. Like, um, As you do. Like Flava Flav. He's posing with a giant Zach Morris cell phone. And he's wearing jean shorts that go almost to his knees. Oh, boy. Are they tight? Tight yes, jean shorts? Yes, they yeah. are so yeah. tight. And he is manspreading to high heaven. <laughs> The couch has three little children around that are trying to sit on this couch, but they can't because he's manspreading so much. <gasps> the couch can't hold him. The can't couch hold can't hold man. him. He's spreading onto the second cushion. It's like a two-seater, and his manspreading takes up half of the second cushion <laughs> in these wow. tight jean shorts. Wow. Um, there's a shot that I remember from last time that we loved where he's wearing a very tight pink t-shirt. Yes. I know I love a man that wears pink. He's mm -hmm. man enough to wear pink, but it was, remember the way he's walking in the shirt? Yes. It's like Ronnie. He can't, it's like the kind where he can't touch his arms down to his legs because they're no. so big. The seams are bursting on the arm seams. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It is. He can't even touch his arms together. Because no. they're just so jacked. The shirt will rip. Um, and then his outfit at the funeral. Yeah, we talked about that last time too. It was just, it stood out. Because stood everyone's out. in black and he's in a blue shirt and khaki pants. What, he, what, untucked. Untucked. Why not? There's no black. Maybe that was an outfit that had meant something to Sarah, we thought that's, maybe. That's and the that's only why. thing I can think. But also um, his mind is probably just. He was so, devastated. I think yeah. he's just trying to get dressed yeah. at this point. But what's the one thing <laughs> that you hate in this episode? <laughs> no, what's the one? Well, it's not just me. It was definitely something that you were not happy about well, last time that okay. creeped you out. You so even have nightmares. Andrea, <laughs> one part, she looks stunning. She looks like pretty woman going to the opera. She has like a red and white flowery dress and these red great. ruby jewel earrings. Yeah, she looks great. She looks so beautiful. But then there's the scene where she is on location with Delia and she's wearing this, um, uh, it's like a skin tone leather zip up jacket. It's a it, skin suit. It looks she's, like she's skin. She's wearing a skin suit. Yeah. It looks like Silence of the Lambs. And to me, that was a rare miss from Andrea, who is usually flawless. Here's the thing. I think that shirt is probably going to be fine in real life. Although I feel like it is one of those shirts that I would buy and wear it and then catch myself in a mirror and be like, oh, I look naked. Yes. And then never wear it again. It, it looks like she's wearing a mannequin. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's the human It's the human mannequin shirt, right? Right. That's it. But yeah. I, on TV, maybe it looks different in person. But someone should have caught that and been like, this does not work. No, it does, and it doesn't work outdoors at all. No, but I it bet in bizarre. person it was a little more pink, and it might yeah. look like pink, and that might be fine. But on TV, it was very flesh toned, and that was I, just creepy. I think it's probably blush tone when you look at it. It's yeah. probably like a light pink, and then well, yeah, you're right when it's on TV and it's long sleeved. Yeah, so it looks just uh -uh. nude. Oh uh -uh. well. Um, I did notice something that I missed last time was Nicole, the reporter, uh -huh. is sitting at her office desk at her computer, mm -hmm. and she's wearing this, she's wearing a tank top with a long sleeve flannel over it, 
and then an army green vest over that. Like she's hunting wabbits. <laughs> and is that how reporters are allowed to dress in the office? That's an interesting choice. I have no... That's bizarre to me. Yes. That's an interesting choice for Dateline. That you'd yes. be... I'm in a layer in this manner. Yes. Like I'm outdoorsy. I'm she an outdoor She was only reporter. missing the little hat and a rifle. <laughs> and... I was so confused. Like, that's how you dress for your job when you're on Dateline doing B-roll typing at your desk? Interesting. I don't know. And this is New York. This is not, like, Montana. Um, That's very strange. I'm going to go back and look at that. That's very surprising. So. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Um, Alternative theories. Ooh, go. Okay. So I thought about this last time. I really think I'm onto something. So Dante was only in the army for a short period of time. I think that he was attacked in the army. Okay. And he came back different, very off, very Mm -hmm. combative. And something happened when he was hooking up with Sarah, which might have started out a legitimate hookup because she did leave the house to go with him at 1.30 in the morning. So maybe she did want to make out with him. And it he had PTSD and totally snapped and thought he was back in the army. And that's why he had that huge overkill of 40 stab wounds. Okay. What do you think? I think it's very kind to Dante. Well, I think something happened because everyone said he was different when he came back. Well, he did rape someone two years before he went we, to oh, military. Oh, he tried to someone. No, I think he's a bad person. I mean, You think I felt, he's just evil? I think he's evil. I, when you see him in the courtroom stuff and the family says that he was smirking and then you see him when he walks out and he's kind of smiling. He's got this weird smile on his face. You're right. I yeah. And I negated the whole thing that happened two years before, so my theory doesn't really hold up. Doesn't hold. What do you got for alternative titles? Oh, well, I had another alternative theory, mm-hmm. which was that um, Delia was trying to frame Dante because... He ran over her begonias and <laughs> killed her garden gnome with his car. And she in was, a joyride, he was yeah, just driving. And she reckless. was super pissed, and so she tried to use her investigatory skills against him and totally set him up for this whole thing. I buy it. Okay, Delia's no saint. No, she's not. How about better titles? Yes. Okay, I have Delia the spy, like Harriet the spy. Wonderful. Hey there, Delia. Like, hey there, Delilah, I guess I was thinking. Yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, in the nick of time. Oh, good. Tears on toilet paper. That's good. And CSI Long Island. Oh, my God, yes. Do, who are you? Do, 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 do. We're Long Island. <laughs> We're Long Island. And that's all I got. Uh, mine aren't that great. I had... Uh, nails in the coffin. I'm stealing that from you from a couple weeks ago. Great. So got her nails. I've got dashboard confessional because uh. of all the blood on her. Yep. And it helped. And then I have hands down murder. I was trying to come up with something with hand. Just leave it alone. Okay. And then okay. I have the good, bad, and the murderous. Ooh. Yep. Because it was Sarah Good. That's yeah. good. I like that. It was good. Okay. I played bingo and I was oh. so close to winning. But I was missing grainy surveillance footage. This was like oh. one of the only episodes we have not had grainy surveillance footage. Yeah, and there was no reason to. Dang it. I know. I was so I wish, close. I wish Delia had videotaped some of Dante's, you know, going to get a sandwich. Yes, if she had a camera set up at her house, 
that sort I'm of sure footage she did, though. would have been You perfect. know she did. Yes. So also, why didn't we? Have several it? of the articles I read online had Delia in them. Delia talking to reporters. <laughs> she loved talking she, to reporters. She was all over this. This oh, was Delia's Delia. case. But, I think the real title just should have been Delia's Big Adventure. I Delia, think that I was love the, that. Yeah. Let's uh-huh. go back to that. Just casting couch. I was thinking for Nick, obviously Joe Geodice. Mm-hmm. If we wanted to go a little more highbrow, Vin Diesel mm-hmm. or the situation. No, situation isn't big enough. It's got to be Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie. Dante should be that hot felon guy who became a model. Yeah, duh. Sarah, I was thinking maybe like Natalie Portman. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she actually did a really good job on this Law & Order SVU that she was on a year Mm -hmm. or two ago. So I think that she could do it. Um, The sisters. um, And then for Delia, I thought Meryl Streep. Because no one else could really capture what was driving Delia to turn her life into um, a true crime series. Come on. Not Long Island Medium? Not Teresa? Not what's her name? Teresa? Teresa. Oh, I love my Teresa. It's got to be. It's got to be the Long Island Medium. You're, she did have those long fingernails. Yeah. Teresa. Oh, she could. Nick could paint her fingernails. It's done. Done oh, and done. That's beautiful. We've got that wrapped up. That is a good show. Okay. Lifetime call us. We can help. (laughs) So what are we doing now? We're doing Twitter. Mm -hmm. So I only did new tweets this time. I'm sure there were some great ones from last time when we first recorded this episode. Alfredo Rapp, one of my favorites, you know. Sarah's Mm -hmm. family is a little extra. Aww. (laughs) Bernhardt 100. So which sister do we think divorced Nick because of his unhealthy obsession with her dead sister? Well, seriously, who was Nick married to? Nobody knows. Gosh, darn it. I don't think they're still married. I think on Twitter someone said they were divorced, but maybe they were just joking. I don't know. Oh, man. It was one of the sisters. I couldn't tell if it was the one with the crispy hair that was sometimes interviewed by herself or if it was one of the smooth hair ones. I, couldn't really I think tell it was them somebody apart. that wasn't. I think it was somebody that wasn't interviewed. Oh, you think so? I think so? it was somebody we didn't see. And then also, I thought that that, that tweet was going to be with his unhealthy obsession with working out. I was surprised. <laughs> no. Was like, oh. Jazz X Miney. So my parents were watching Dateline, and when I walked in, Dad paused the TV, saying, "You have a minute to talk. Use it wisely." Wow. So a lot of these tweets were about people's experience with their families watching Dateline over Thanksgiving. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and I love this dad. He is committed. He puts a yeah. time on it. He's not going to ignore his daughter, but she better use her time wisely. Yeah, but don't be a chatterbox. Wrap no. it up. Yeah, <laughs> don't get be to a the chatterbox. <laughs> Little Miss Liz, whenever I post a picture of myself online, I always stop first to think, would I be comfortable with this being the picture of me that they use in my Dateline special? See that? She's thinking ahead. <laughs> she is thinking ahead. And, and not like enough you. people are doing that. Yes. Yeah. I am one of the people that is doing that. Megan Kathleen 19 just texted a friend to let her know that her husband looks like this killer on Dateline. That went over well. <laughs> And La Barbera, I'm getting the idea that privacy is at a premium in Suffolk County. Is everyone following each other there all the time? Yep. <laughs> yes, pretty yes. much. You can't go anywhere without being trailed by at least five different people from the good family. 
Um, Paige Lambermont, how can I be expected to write an essay while every member of my extended family speculates wildly and loudly about the outcome of this Dateline episode? She's having a rough time. You just need to join them. That's what Thanksgiving is for. Stop fighting it. Yeah. Put down your essay. It'll, you can do that later. Yeah. Jess Rundlet, that's right, Mr. Attorney. None of us out here in TV land have Photoshop. I don't like your attitude. Seriously, your tone needs to change. (laughs) Why are you accusing us? Ski Joey. Nick reminds me of Joe Gorga from Real Housewives of New Jersey. See, I think Joe Geodice. And you do oh, too, right? A little bit Joe Gorga, though. But Joe, do you think yeah, a, but a Joe, combo of Joe both? Geodice seems a little bit more because he's kind of blonde and mm. Nick is fair. Gorga is darker. Is dark. Yeah. Yeah. Radio Rizzo. My wife and her father are fighting over an episode of Dateline. This is what the Pilgrims hope this holiday weekend would be. <laughs> Uh, oh, wait, just Rundlet said, if my neighbors ever see me cleaning out my car as thoroughly as Dante was cleaning out his car, they're going to be suspicious, too, mainly because I never clean out my car. And Anne yeah. LaBarbera said, I had mine detailed about a month before I sold it. I wonder if I'm on a watch list. <laughs> so that is me. Oh, my yeah. apartment is so messy that if cops walked in, they'd be like, there's been a scuffle here. There was a struggle. But my car, if it was clean, they would be like, she just murdered someone. Yeah. So I'm in trouble if it's clean or if it's dirty. Yeah, you're you're pretty much screwed either way. Yeah. Um, RJ, Gatorgrad929, our friend on Twitter, said, damn, damn, damn. The first minority I see, and he's a major suspect. So sorry, RJ, that it was the black guy. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Uh, C... Kowloon, is Delia the captain of her neighborhood watch? Yes. Do you think this whole thing was just a bid so she could be captain? And it was oh, like could a, be. a Peggy Hill situation? Oh, I think she already was. No, I think she already she, was. She had Long already before. She had already taken someone that title. Out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was on Dateline. Mr. Miller Russell, this Dateline episode about a missing Long Island girl would hit me harder if I wasn't wondering if the brother-in-law, genuinely concerned for his sister-in-law's well-being, is secretly Tommy from True Life, I Have a Summer Share. That's hilarious. I looked it up. Oh, my God. Tommy. Really? He is bald. He's jacked. He is wearing a Kengel hat. It's beautiful. Um. Oh, my God. Tommy looks exactly like him. Right? Did yeah, you? That's bizarre. <laughs> oh, Tommy. We got to find Where is Tommy Now from I Have a Summer Share. Okay. Um, what did you rate this episode? Oh, I love this episode. I give this a 4.4. That's good. Cell phone I, pings. Great. I, if, yeah. the, if Delia was maybe Cheryl, then it would be a 5 for me. But I'm going to give it a 4.9. That's good. That's, that's a the high highest rating. I think I've ever given. It's really good. Yeah, I'm really. Um, pre- I'm really. I do we have anyone episode. to thank? Pretty plus more. She made a donation. Our very first donation. We'd like to thank her very much for donating to our donation fund. Which Kimberly, Why did you, you might say not like know that? about because that's how I wrote it as do d o u g h because it was for our Thanksgiving pie fund. Yay! So we were pretty able to plus get a more. We love pie. you. Oh. But- what? Wait, I tweeted, you know, on Saturday night, they did the episode with Ken and his hair oh, and yeah. Lars. Yes, I did know that. So I tweeted, Ken's hair was chosen to be Time Magazine's hair of the year, but it was too busy defying gravity to do the photo shoot and interview, so it passed. Maybe next year. That's and a good tweet. 
Josh Mankiewicz retweeted it. Yeah. Oh, fun. I was pretty proud of it. Thank oh, I you. love that episode. I wish we could do that one over. Oh, well. I know. Go listen to that episode. It's on our website. Yes, it is. I don't remember um, what it's called. Yeah. Silhouette. Silhouette. It's called the yeah. Silhouette. Um, love you guys, everybody. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and sign the petition and follow us on iTunes and write a review. That's what love you can those. do to show your thanks this year. Don't watch alone. Yeah, don't watch alone and make sure no one's watching you. Ooh, <laughs> good. Love it. Because that happens, apparently. Bye. Bye, everybody.